This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Bruce Kulick, and you're listening to Shout It Out Loudcast with Tom and Zeus. These guys know Kiss inside and out. They freak me out all the time. You're going to enjoy it. The episode is epic. Oh, boy. Here we go. Pressing the button, Star Simmons. Star? Stop shouting! He's not what you would call a handsome man. Oh no, here come the kiss times. Is that a positive thing? Okay. Alright. I'm gonna grab me a nice cold mellow Why? Why do that to the fan? Stop it. Why? Because fuck them. That's all. Six one seven five five zero. You do? Hey, fucko! Do you like kiss? Settle down. Hello, hey, what's up, there, Kiss Army? Chief and Zeus with another episode. Oh God! <laughs> Fuck! Hates that. I don't uh, hate it. it. I just <laughs> can't believe. It. I can't believe it's stuck. With another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode 224, Lick It Up Tour. What album was that on? Oh, wait, I can't do that. Sorry, forget it. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Cancel us right now. <laughs> well, you know, if the headdress fits, wear it. Did you just hermy <laughs> us? Well, you know. Well, well, you know. Is an inside joke from Stonehill that we'll get to eventually. Oh, man. Hermy. Well, yeah, I've got that. a big head. <laughs> well, you know, he his head was enormous, though. Yeah, if if, if any of you have seen So I Married an Axe Murder, he's like <laughs> he'd he goes to sleep <laughs> with his gargantuan pillow. <laughs> his head was fucking. Didn't he get? Didn't you guys when you guys went to Salt Padre? Yeah, didn't you like bury him in the sand? I I didn't do. Don't blame me <laughs> for that. Fucking like. <laughs> Like fucking point out his head to like girls walking by. <laughs> it was like a speed bump. <laughs> oh, anyways, anyways. anyways. yeah. Uh, well, well, we're back to normal. Starting to get back into our groove. Yep. Um, summer's coming up shortly, and uh, we're still. Uh, I don't know. We're still coming off the high from Las Vegas, but yeah. uh, last week we talked about that trip. And uh, we did a poll. Mm-hmm. And what was that? 
Yeah. So we asked everybody, uh, besides Gene, who would you want to meet? And the options were Bruce, Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer, or us. Fifty-eight percent. Hey guys, love to meet you. Fifty-eight percent gets Bruce. Guess who came in second in the poll? Flapjacks. Me and you. Oh. Twenty-one percent say they want to meet us. We got almost triple <laughs> the votes of Tommy Thayer. Oh. Eric Singer got thirteen. Tommy Thayer got eight. Tommy got less. Tommy Singer sure? came in. Tanya, Tommy came in way last. Yes. When I did the poll on Instagram, Tommy yeah, this was is, this third. This is Twitter. Yeah, this is Twitter. Tommy I know, but Tommy came in third and Eric was fourth. Nope. Tommy Tommy must get more love on Instagram because he came in at the single digits here on, on Twitter. So, yikes. Yeah, I think if we put Flapjacks as number two, that would come out as two. Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> Whoever was uh, two was going to be two. <laughs> Our buddy Chris Hake, the wallet, says, you're damn right I want to meet Tom and Zeus. Life goals, man. Nice. Thanks. And uh, shout it out, Loudcaster Hall of Famer Jim Riley. I've met Bruce, Tom and Zeus only online, one day, hopefully in person. Yes, Jim, we agree. The same. We'd love to meet you, buddy. All right. And we'll finish up with Twitter with this one from Lisa Gabbly DeGook McCallick. <laughs> I would love to meet Chief in Zeus. <laughs> Missed meeting you at Creatures Fest. That's oh, right. She was at Creatures Fest. That's can't right. Believe, can't believe we missed you there, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you. Love you, Lisa. So the feedback was just absolutely bonkers. We're so happy that you guys loved the pictures and the episode. Uh, our buddy Todd Kearns. Love him. That was a blast, gents. Look forward to the next adventure. That was great. Our buddy Bruce Kulik, great episode. You captured an honest fan point of view for an incredible weekend event by Gene. Kudos to you two lunatics. <laughs> oh boy. We got now, now we got Bruce calling us lunatics now. And uh our buddy Coach Green, he's been a longtime fan. He says, starting the episode off by telling your listeners to go fuck themselves. <laughs> I don't even get that. Was it that okay. bad? Like what happened? Yeah, so so there was something about we were we were talking about something with listeners complaining about something, and I responded by saying, "Oh, you know, oh, you can use that fast forward button on your podcast app, or you can go fuck yourself." <laughs> and what's wrong with that? Hey, what's what's wrong with that? Uh, all right, that's Twitter. What do you got? All right, on our Facebook account, we got a lot of the you know. Great. I'm so happy for you guys and things like that. And we appreciate that. Yes. Absolutely. And thank you, every single one of you guys. Cause yep. uh because it, it means a lot that you uh that you picked up on how happy we were and how what a what it meant to us both. So thank yep. you guys for being cool about it. uh Kevon Jepsine. Oh god. <laughs> giggity, 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 giggity. Guys, that was an incredible recap. I'm so happy for you. You got the experience, Gene. My greatest experience was doing the vault, and this had to be a thousand times better. Love how you sounded so giddy and real. Pure excitement. Thanks for sharing it all with us. Yeah, fart spray. Oh, God. That's that's all Zeus. Give him all that credit. Woo! Yeah. Um, uh, Scott Donaldson. I love this. So happy for you guys. Sounds like an amazing weekend and one that you may never forget. It's good to hear... Uh, about your experience, and you could tell that it's had a lasting effect on you both. I was thinking about what I would ask Gene if I had the chance. I thought about for 24 hours, 
and still can't come up with just one. Just too many to come to mind. I was curious about what your question was about all that I want, Zeus, and what was Tom's question about the soundboard. Great episodes, guys. Really enjoyed it. Tom, do you want to go tell him what you yeah. asked and what he said? Yeah, yeah. real quick before I respond to that, I also want to thank Scott. Uh, Scott plays Eric Carr the Fox in Kisteria, the Kiss tribute band down in Australia. And from the Kisteria page, if I recall correctly, he shared our episode. It was, you know, sharing it to all of his boys down under there about the episode. So, Scott, huge, huge uh, debt of gratitude to you for that. We know you're a big fan of the show. We thank you. Yeah, so... When we had time to ask Gene questions, it was very, very rushed. Obviously, we're all amped up, anxious, excited. So it was very, very quick hit. I just simply said, Gene, you know, everybody's excited about the Off the Soundboard series. You know, do you have input in this or is this a record company thing? And he's like, yes, we have input. And it was like, okay, like, so then then he kept talking. He didn't really say, like, how much input but the band is directly involved in what comes next and before you ask he did not say what's coming next but i did talk to bruce after and i said bruce i don't know how much pull you have with this but every person every guitarist has been represented on these off the soundboards except for you i said we need to see you whether it's you know asylum era hot in the shade revenge you we want we want to see you part of these off the soundboard series so uh, we put that bug in his ear and he knows he's a, he pays attention. So, but Zeus, your question that you asked Gene. So I asked about all that I want that I wanted to get an answer on that song. It's not a very, it's a deep cut, not a lot of information on it. So I said, Gene, you wrote that you, you were talking about, it came out for unmasked 1980. Was that written before that you hadn't written a love song per se. It was always one of those. I'm going to dominate you and bring you into my limo. Or, uh, you know, she said no, but then she did it in anyway. It's, it's those, but this one was a heartfelt. He says, no, I just had Paul come over and I had this melody and we just started doing it on the guitar. And I was like, and guess what? And he said, yeah, the demo's better. And he was like, yes. Yep. I think that's hilarious. every artist. Uh, I think even Jericho was laughing with us late, late, late that night. He goes, let me guess. Gene said the demo's better because yep. every, every, every artist loves the demo. Yeah, I mean, that was my question. I really, you know, it's just the, who else is going to ask him that? Exactly. That's just something that we wanted to get uh, out. And I'm glad I got a chance to do that. And uh, let's go over to Loudcasters. Nathaniel Kinsey said, the ass spray again. Oh, no. (laughs) Julie Chavez says, I'm most impressed you got a picture with Eddie Trunk. Love that metal show. That is Julie Juju Chavez. That is one of Bridget's best friends from like years ago. And she's a huge Kiss fan. She knows that we're Kiss nerds and we have this podcast. So that was very cute of her and very cool to see her chime in. So uh, that was very awesome. Daniel Holler Houston says, hey, Tom, you must be a distant relative because when someone tries to sit near me anywhere, I don't know who they are. I immediately move the fuck away from them. That's it. As far as possible. That's the right thing. And you fuckers met Jakey Lee. Holy fuck. Well, I don't know if anybody, I don't know if Jakey Lee remembers that, but yeah, we did. (laughs) Justin Steele adds Korean beef flaps, Kung Fu shit spray, and get the fuck away from my table, buddy Hackett. I'm so jealous. Sounds like a great experience. Honestly, why can't Paul be a little more like Gene when it comes to dealing with the fans? 
Well, you said it, brother. You said he's it. Too too busy selling fifteen thousand dollar pieces of art with his urban sombrero on. <laughs> <laughs> it was an urban sombrero. <laughs> um, and uh, we'll leave it with this one, Oliver Villar. Another awesome episode, you guys. Every time I think one episode was the greatest thing, I'm always proven wrong. Being that this was a gene-centric episode, I was waiting for the gene impression, and it didn't d- disappoint. Ace who? Ace me. Uh, after you guys met three-fourths of the Revenge era in current lineups, I was left wondering how the event would have turned out had Paul shown up. No. No, it would have it would not have been nearly as loose and and spontaneous and fun and crazy. I think. I mean, well, it would have. He just wouldn't have been involved in any of that looseness and spontaneity. I think. Yeah, the thing that I would have a problem with, I I think he would make everybody feel nervous and uptight, and I don't probably. You know, it it was just fucking free as anything, and you know, balls to the wall shit. Uh, over on our yep. Instagram, Paul Clare, which is Tal, the UPS man, I think, says, Tom, love the grumpiness. Can't wait to meet you one day. Yeah, Tom and Zeus, <laughs> look at you two handsome fellas. What the fuck? I promise I'm not this grumpy. I'm not this grumpy in real life all the time. Sometimes I am. We're all grumpy. That's all right. Of course. Man. Um, and then again, just you guys are so awesome with like, you know, when you don't have that hate part of you in you, you're happy for others. You guys are doing this. It just makes us like really appreciative of the listeners that we have. You yep. guys fucking are all in and we appreciate that. And then uh red cup, Jeff says, hashtag. I think I was there. <laughs> he was awesome. Yeah, he's a fucking riot. Oh my god. Absolute riot. Yep. Uh over on our YouTube page, Patrick says, say I told you. Thanks for the heads up on Spirit Airlines. That flight sounded horrendous. Yeah. You guys should do airline reviews as a side hustle. I could have listened for an hour long rant about this dismal airline. Well, thankfully, we don't fly enough because we both hate it, but that that would be a good little side cast. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Mr. Antonio 2005. Tom and Zeus, you guys are comedy gold. The Goodfellas reference, ironically, that scene in the movie, then he kissed me playing, had me laughing out loud. The Eris Singer dwarf story sounds That's like awesome. it was out of the Twilight Zone. Overall, it felt like happy, it. yeah. Overall, happy you both had a positive experience with Uncle Gene. Great review, and it felt like it was on. I was on the trip with you, based on the play-by-play. Awesome. And then we're gonna end this with Montreal Boots. Holy evening with Gene, guys! What an awesome episode. Your hilarious recap gave us loudcasters the opportunity to experience your evening with Gene. Hanging out with all of them must have been unbelievable. And it's easy to hear how appreciative both of you were at the beginning part of it, included the midget dwarf film from Eric. It really shows how Gene recognizes 
the impact his Kiss fame has on diehard fans of all ages. Pretty sure Paul would never participate in a similar event. Even the choice of songs, Charisma, Radioactive, Unholy, well, part of it, that Gene played was likely him aiming to please those who bought tickets. Don't know how you guys will be able to top this one, but I'm sure you'll find something. There is no other podcast that comes anywhere near to entertaining listeners as shouted out loud. Wow. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you so much, Costa. We love it, man. Appreciate it. Yep. And Tom, back to you. All right. Let's finish up with some quick hit emails. Chris Hall. He says, I was literally reading this article as you mentioned them. Keep up the great work. And it's an article from the New York Post titled, Air Travelers Say You Should Avoid This Airline. And the number one worst rated airline is Spirit in this article. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right. Let's see. Andy Salter. Hey, boys. So happy for you. The moment I started this week's show hearing Gene, you're getting closer and closer to getting him on the show. Super stoked for you. Just wanted to thank you. I'm heading to America for three months, and I've spent the last year working night shifts at a large hotel here on the Gold Coast, Australia. And this show has gotten me through so many quiet nights by myself. It's been an amazing inspiration to follow my dreams and goals and finally take a trip to your country. You guys have followed yours and doing something you love, and look how successful it's been for you. I'm taking a backpack and a guitar and going to as many open mic and jam nights as I can America-wide. Thank you for the show. It's truly been a huge part of my life. If I make it to good old Boston, I'll send you an email, and perhaps I could buy you guys a beer and thank you in person. Oh, that Andy, please, please do safe travels and good luck and please look us up you got to come to boston especially if you're looking for open mic night and all that good stuff a buddy james campion appreciate the shout out for contributing some background on the beth story you guys are too kind i was looking forward to hearing about the secret trip that you tipped me off to a couple weeks ago it was a very entertaining listen on the podcast keep cranking about that's james campion the author of the amazing book shout it out loud the story of destroyer we talk about it all the time please check it out And we're going to finish up our feedback with this one email from Patrick Butterworth titled, I hate people. (laughs) Hey, Tom and Zeus, I concur with your hatred of people. We don't hate everybody. It's baffling. Uh, Uh, Sometimes. Okay. I'm trying to be nice. It's baffling to dislike people when you provide a service for the people. I struggle with this myself, and I'm getting closer to understanding what it means to serve people yet wanting to be left alone. It's the general people that suck. When you guys were talking about the end of the event is all why it makes sense. You were there surrounded by other creative types and artists who do not suck. And that is who you deserve to be amongst. The people who looked at you sideways can go fuck their own mothers. If they thought you didn't deserve attention in the crowd, you guys put together an honest program that has been great from the beginning and shows no signs of losing any steam. The podcast is authentic, well curated and very disciplined. You both work hard and deserve a few spoils of rubbing shoulders with other genuine people who make art and make the world worth living in. The sheep will always be around to fuck everything up, and it's very sad that Paul Stanley desperately needs those sheep because deep down, he is one too. You guys rule. Gene rules. Everyone else you mentioned who were cool to you rule. Thank you for the great content. Patrick Butterworth, what a fantastic email. You nailed it. You nailed it, buddy. And for that, Patrick, you are the comment of the week. Good answer. Good answer. 
like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> yeah, Patrick. Thank you very much, buddy. Much appreciated. Awesome. Yep. Tom, what we do next is we give a shout out and a thank you to our Patreon family. Yes. And like, and like a broken record, uh, we got to welcome two new people into our Patreon family. Yep. Two new spacemen, uh, Kendall Idema and Thomas Warhol. Woohoo. Kendall and Thomas, thank you for joining Patreon. We really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, you guys, we think you're going to like what you, uh, what you see. And anybody else that's interested in joining and helping the show, please think about contributing, becoming a Patreon member. Go to our, go to him. Uh, go, go to our uh, website, shoutitoutloudcast.com. Right there on the landing page is a link to Patreon. What's Patreon? Patreon is a web service. They basically, and an app, they basically, you pay a, like a monthly subscription, and we have four different tiers. And in those tiers, uh, you contribute to the show, and then we offer things back in turn. So you become part of our Patreon family, a Patreon emails, and dialogue and dms and content you get um show input uh merch um all sorts of stuff and obviously the arc patreon pick so anyone that contributes to and joins our patreon we think you get it back tenfold and it's a big help to the show so if you like the content you want us to continue you want to help the show grow the Patreon membership is the biggest thing that can help. And even if you want to do a, a simple Catman membership, it helps. All this helps. And uh, it helps us keep working harder for you, the fan. And uh, as you can tell, from day one, we have yet to stop working hard. And uh, we continue doing that because we like providing the content we like to give you guys and we hope that you are enjoying it and if you want more of it please consider joining our patreon family and helping out the show can't thank you guys enough yes absolutely huge huge thanks to kendall and thomas thank you guys so much for joining the patreon family yeah there's a lot of things you guys can get involved in uh now that the vegas trip is behind us uh, that took a lot of time and energy from us, but we were glad to do it. We're glad to provide you with that recap episode and all the photos that we've been sharing online. Patreon, we, we provide a bunch of things for you. Sneak peeks at upcoming episodes, involvement with some things on Flashback Friday, ARC, some video chats. Um, and, you know, sit tight, stay tuned, because uh, there's a lot more where that came from. So, again, huge shout out to Thomas and Kendall and everybody who's a part of our Patreon family. Yeah, Tom, I also want to give a shout out to Ryan who just sent us right before we're about to record an awesome message. Yeah. And uh, because he, these are messages, uh, DMs to us, well, we're not sure if we should be saying uh, the content part of it out loud, but there is an interesting story that he says uh, a little bit part of it. That he's got a bandmate that uh, is now getting into kiss. Um, So we love that. The fact Absolutely. that we got somebody to talk about kiss and contribute to them like discovering or getting into kiss is huge. And Ryan, thanks for that message. Really appreciate it. We appreciate all you guys from Patreon. Thank you. Yep. Absolutely. Thank you, Tom. What we do next is we go over to kiss world and uh, it's tumbling uh, 
uh, tumbleweeds going by in a, a uh, old cowboy movie or something because there's not much going on. No, there's nothing going on. The band's on break right now until uh, the 27th when they play in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, we're recording on Wednesday, May 17th. Thursday, May 18th is the 30th anniversary of the release of Alive 3. Uh, when we saw Bruce in Vegas, he talked to us about how he's putting something together, one of his video presentations about that. Uh, and we shared something on our social media on Facebook uh, about Bruce kind of doing a little bit of a teaser about what he has coming up. Uh, so we're excited for that. And everybody's kind of excited to see if Kiss Online is going to represent that as well. So by the time this episode drops, uh, we'll probably know the answer to that. Usually Kiss Online drops products on the anniversary date or on the Friday. Um you know, we we know Alive Three is not Alive or Alive Two, uh, but they did represent those with uh, you know picture disc, colored vinyl T-shirts, etc. So Alive Three was pretty huge and it was pretty successful. So it'd be nice to see uh, some kind of anniversary reference or memory for that. So um, other than that, it's it's pretty quiet in Kiss World. There's really not much going on. Uh, I know Paul posted something on his social media about another art gallery. No one gives a fuck. Um, but yeah, kind of quiet right now. So that's about it. We'll see. Yeah. Uncle Gene does have this thing that he launched some sort of production company. Yes, that's right. too. Uh, yep. That was in variety.com. Yep. There's another article here. Gene talks about Eddie Van Halen. Yep. Um, and then, uh, you know, he, when it was mother's day last weekend, every year when Gene does a mother's day tribute, when his poor mom was alive and now that she's oh, yeah. passed, it's always so heartfelt in the way he talks yeah. about Shannon too. What an amazing way of doing things. Complete yep. opposite of his partner. That's right. That's right. That's so sincere. And every time there's a Mother's Day thing, I always think of Gene and his and his sweet mom. And uh, you know, God bless her soul and thank you for giving us the demon. That's right. Yep. All right, Tom. Uh let me warn private Cusano. Uh, before his PTSD kicks in and remembers the torture that was called the Lick It Up Tour. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we're back. Vinny's still arguing about whether he quit or he whether he was fired. Uh, he still refuses to believe he was fired, but we'll get into that. When they keep suing you and taking money from your pocket, what do you expect? Exactly. Correct. Okay, Vincent. Vincent Cusano. Oh, lick it up tour, man. We haven't reviewed the album, but let's do the tour. That's okay. We've done a couple of tours without reviewing the albums. It's okay. We can get we can get into that. Yep, yep, yep. So obviously, this is a big one. Yeah. This is Kiss taking off the makeup and going out there for the first time touring without it. Mm-hmm. They're also touring with now Vinny Vincent. A lot of people didn't catch Vinny as Ace's replacement, didn't catch the Creatures of the Night tour. Um, so Vinny's kind of a new face. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so you got him and Eric, two new members, kind of a new style of music. Yep. No makeup. Mm-hmm. A little different. Yeah. And about a month before the tour, the tour kicked off October 11th, 83. About a month before that, on September 18th, 83, they were on MTV. You can check out our previous episode. We talked about that that special episode there when with them all in the studio and J.J. Jackson and them being seen for the first time. So that was kind of like the the precursor to the you know the the new era of Kiss at that time, taking off the makeup and this conflicting stories of whether they wanted to do it, whether they had to do it, whose idea was it. Um, Ultimately, you know, there was conversation about how they thought that maybe they'd do it for Creatures and they weren't ready. But I think Creatures was, in retrospect, the album is considered great, but the tour and the reception wasn't great. So I think the band felt like, all right, we got to do something. Yeah. And there's always been the theory that Gene never wanted to take off the makeup. And Paul said, let's do it. Yeah. And uh, Paul felt at, at home and alive without the makeup. Freedom. And uh, the guys, uh, you know, Gene wasn't really sure. I think Eric Carr looked fine without makeup and stuff. Yep. He was great. Vinny, yikes. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting for Gene. Gene's had many quotes and comments about how, you know, the demon is such a makeup style persona with the blood spitting, the fire breathing, you know, God of thunder. And what was he going to do? How was he going to change that? And uh, I mean, everybody obviously knows that his early 80s, mid 80s look was uh less than desirable shall we say yes um you know it, it brings to mind the uh stuff that gene said in the beginning when kiss formed you know you didn't want to be like big six foot two ballerina looking like 
in right. a tutu and uh that they needed to be dark and evil and big and well they took a little bit of what's called the detour on this so the tour it's funny because um obviously off comes the costumes yeah uh, i don't know if the makeup actually came down or went up because they put on yeah. another type of makeup uh for this tour kind of the glamish kind of I don't even know because of the videos and everything else, apocalyptic look, yeah. you know, shredded clothes and a lot of animal prints and just, I don't know. And, uh, but they kept most of the creatures of the night uh, stuff for the tour, the set um, for it, like the tank and stuff. Correct. Yeah. Which I thought was in retrospect, kind of weird. Like, you're introducing a new era of kiss, a new sound, you know, the makeup's off, the costume's gone. But you're sticking with the tank from Creatures of the Night, which was a very like aggressive, heavy sounding tour, you know, heavy album. I just felt like I don't maybe they were like, fuck it, we got this tank, we gotta do something with it. Let's keep using it. But I mean, in retrospect, I feel like they should have just went like com- like all brand new to to use that tank right after they used it on creatures. I thought kind of kind of weird, especially when you see the pictures, because sometimes I forget, because for me, at least I associate that tank with creatures, with Eric Carr, with that killer look of the band. So seeing lick it up tour photos with them on the tank, it's like that's it's just kind of weird to me. Well, the reason why I think it it's OK is because if you remember the creatures tour did not go to Europe. Right. So they didn't get to see it. Fair. That's fair. Creatures yep. was US, Canada, and like South America. Yep. So now they start this tour in Europe. So I guess you, you know, why not? Yeah. You have it. So might as well use it. Yeah. Uh, and there's inform and it's funny, there's information that you talk about when they when they open up the tour in Portugal that some of the advertisement for the tour had pictures of the band in makeup. Yeah, and uh, it's the legendary part of the story is when they opened up the tour. And this tour, let's just uh, let's give some uh, a quick little facts about the tour. It started October 11th, 83 in Portugal, of all places. Yep. And then it yep. ends in the U.S. and Evansville at March 17th, 1984. Uh, yep. Some of the opening acts were Helix. The guy Ooh, with the yeah. missing tooth, Heavy Petting, which is a great song by Vinny. Oh, God. On All Systems Go. Yep. Axe, Pat Travers Band, Vandenberg. Oof. Yikes. Riot, High Fever Once, a band called Heaven. And everybody's favorite here on this uh, podcast, except. Yep. Yeah. Interesting opening acts for that. At that time, but well, wow. you know, Phil couldn't be there because he's playing with except, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't you know that? Anyways, um, so w- w- the other part that's interesting on this tour, like three fourths of the song set list is basically the last two albums. Yeah, when do you this was Kiss doing that shit. This is when they officially like really, really turned the corner and got rid of all the classics. I mean, there's still some classics. We'll get into the set list. Like we always do. We do these, but yeah, it's very, very creatures and lick it up. Heavy, very heavy. Yeah. So you've got the set list. Let's just go through it real quickly. Yeah. Go through it. Let's do it. Creatures of the night. Yep. 
They usually, this is how they started the tour. Creatures of the Night, Detroit Rock City, Cold Gin, Fits Like a Glove, Firehouse, and then Paul does his solo. That's exciting. Speaking of exciting, Exciter, War Machine, Tom's favorite, Gimme More. Then Vinny does a solo. Gene does a solo. I Love It Loud. I Still Love You. Eric does a solo. Young and Wasted, Love Gun, Black Diamond, and then Lick It Up and Rock and Roll All Night. Now yeah. and then and then in North America there was a couple changes. They didn't yeah. play they, they exchanged Exciter for All Hell's Breaking Loose for most of the North American set list. That was kind of the big the big change. Well, a couple different times they did this rotation. There were times Firehouse came out. Yep. There was a time Exciter came back out. Yep. And then there was times I Still Love You came out. Right. And right. they moved those kind of around. But after the tour ended, I don't think you ever heard Gimme More. And uh, all hell's breaking loose again. I don't think they ever played those again. No. And I think the interesting thing, too, only 13 songs and two encores. So a total of 15 songs. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the way they were playing so fast. Jesus, what's that? An hour fucking set list? Jesus. Maybe. Maybe. And the, the other big thing we'll get into is, yikes, these guys were playing like the fucking Knights of Columbus. Like these, these some of these venues were topping out at, you know, 5,000, you know, play. I mean, some, some, some broke 8,000, 7,000, um, couple places, you know, they were playing at, they were playing at, at venues where the capacity was like 2,500, uh, you know, 2,300, um, small, small places, you know, and it, it was, it was a struggle. It was a struggle for the, for them at this time. This was, this was dark days for kiss as we all know. And it's looking back, it's like, holy shit to think that they are where they are now. 40 years after this Lick It Up tour is really nothing short of a miracle, I think. Yeah, from what I understand, this also, I think the average of the tour was the lowest they've ever averaged. It was like barely over 5,000. Yeah, it was You're talking since the beginning days. That's the lowest they've ever had. Yeah, it says the least attended the least attended headlining tour the band had done up to that point, averaging just over five thousand per show. Yikes! Um, yeah, a couple comments here. This is this is referencing some of the, one of the greatest books ever made, "Kiss Alive Forever" from Kurt Gooch. Yeah, Kurt Gooch uh, says the material and performances were strong, uh, but a combination of uninspired concert production, a run of unsuccessful albums. And the cyclical nature of the music business relegated the lick it up toward a relative obscurity. Oof, yikes. It's rough. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of it also has to do with the times are changing. Music was changing. Kiss was trying to fit in. They didn't know their role is. Do they go back to hooky, catchy, hard rock? Or do they try to become one of the metal boys? And well, I yeah, think I mean, that's look, what they chose. Yeah, I mean, you look at the set list. I mean, fits like a glove, exciter, gimme more, young and wasted. Those are all upbeat, heavy songs. Heavy, song, heavy, like heavy songs. Song. Yeah. I mean, even creatures of the I mean, I mean, yeah, you have like Firehouse, which is a classic. You have Love Gun, which is a classic rock and roll all night. But they were really trying to obviously take the makeup off, but really make people forget about 70s kiss, with the exception of a few of those legendary classics that you kind of have to have in the lineup. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the, the stage we kind of already talked about, it was the old creatures of the night stage with the 
couple rises on the side. You got the uh, a big kiss sign behind them. Yep. And, uh, you know, not as much pyro from what I understand. Um, more of them running around yep. to entertain. Yep. They took off the 30 to 50 pounds of weight. And so the band was a lot more active. Maybe they were trying to be another David Lee Roth of that era, jumping up and down, doing kicks, slits, all sorts of shit, you know, sliding all over the drum riser. And Do fucking backflips. <laughs> they doing they juggling fire bombs. <laughs> doing backflips. They hang off the ledge, you know, get involved if they want to. Um anyway. So he's, yeah. he's always tugging on his fucking pants, you know, his fucking jeans. He's a, He's a wacky kind of kid. He's always <laughs> pulling out his pants. You know? And you know, and, and and from what I understand, Gene was still in the habit, especially on his solo, of doing like the demon stare and the demon moves, and people are like, hey, this looks fucking awkward. Yeah. Yeah. And there's 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 rumors and some unfounded stories about w- whether Gene did the blood. Uh, he did do the fire, but I mean, even he admits it's like, I don't know, like you, you see God of Thunder is not in the set list. Gene said, I can't do that. that that's a demon song. There's a persona attached to that. There's a story. I'm, I can't do God of Thunder. I can't really do the blood. The fire. I, I mean, I, we, I saw them when they did it with the revenge tour. Yeah, I remember that. I, I, I didn't see the revenge tour, but just seeing video of, you know, confidential, et cetera. I thought he looked kind of badass doing doing the fire Um, this era. Doing the fire, eh, kind of weird because they're they are kind of glammy. I know they're trying to be heavy musically, but visually they don't look like a fire breathing band, you know. But and the other thing is, I heard a couple times on this tour, his fucking hair got fire. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> Back yeah, like the old days. Yeah, there's a story here where uh, th- this is from one of Gene's bass tech, Dave R- Romeo Bonilla. He said Gene used odorless lamp oil to breathe fire. When I first started, no one told me that, so I went and got him gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> gasoline because the gas got all over the mic stand the guitar picks burst into flames monitors were catching on fire uh he goes but gene was pretty impressed <laughs> you sound like fucking chocolate mousse from top secret oh yeah <laughs> and he spits out both the drink what the hell is that gasoline <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah, yeah. It, it, it it's yeah. sad though seeing some of the like flipping through and seeing some of these venues and the capacity, it's like, oh, yikes, my goodness. You know, well, Tom, we don't have costumes to compare, but we do have clothes. <laughs> yeah. Th- yeah. I mean, like, there's a picture here of Gene with the axe base. It just looks weird. Paul, uh, Paul looks awesome. Okay. He's got the leopard print guitar or whatever it is. The, the, you know, the colorful clothing ripped and torn, a little bit of rouge face makeup. I mean, Paul was made for the 80s, in my opinion. Vinny was made to have a bag over his head. Um, yeah, Eric. I mean, we love Eric Carr, but that head of hair is just incredible. Yeah, all their clothes always look like shredded or ripped and torn. Yep. Oh, bad boys. Oh, uh, they're shredded. Yeah, like they're wearing like jean, like has like red eyeliner or something sometimes, yeah. and the rouge and you know, torn clothes, apocalyptic look. I don't know what it is. And just like the cheek fucking red rose shit they put on themselves, looking twisted sister like fucking just terrible. Yeah, terrible. Like you, and like you said too, the very last show, March seventeenth, eighty four. 
Uh, it was Vinny's final appearance with Kiss, and it was the final time that they ever played Gimme More or All Hell's Breaking Loose. You mentioned that. So uh, yeah. that 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 last date of that tour, that was the last of a lot of things. Vinny and then those two songs were never seen again with Kiss. In Private Cusano got the boot after that. There was one funny thing with, with Vinny where they tried to fire him in the middle of the tour, and then they were like, Fuck, we we don't have time to find a replacement. Why don't you come back and finish the finish playing with us? So what they did is they fired him after the European tour, right? Which right. They took off and then they came back after December twenty fifth after yep. Christmas, the twenty sixth. I think they came back and they couldn't find anybody, so they just brought him back. There's yep. always that story of, you know, Vinny wouldn't sign the contract. He kept saying he was going to, so they fired him. Right. But there's other stuff and there's other uh, as we go down this list. You know, fights and constant complaining about Vinny's overplaying the solos would go on. Vinny's playing his own shit. And Vinny found Kiss to be the tool for him to shine, not yep. realizing Kiss doesn't do that. Yep. You're part of Kiss. You're the Kiss guitarist. Do your yep. role and shut the fuck up and get out of the way. So let's go through a couple dates here. I don't know if you want to pull one pull one out and start or you know, well, they, through- let's start with October eleventh and supposedly okay. The advertising people didn't realize halfway through the set list that that's really Kiss. And there's reports that the crowd was chanting, we want Kiss. (laughs) And they're like, what the fuck? Like, this is Kiss. Who the fuck are these guys? Yep. Yep. Um, On the October 22nd one, that's in Stafford, England. Apparently, uh, Strutter came back into the set list. And then there was some sort of a brawl. Look. You're in your mom's basement. Grow up. And Paul had to turn the lights on and lecture everybody. You know, Paul. I'm going to send you back home with your mommy if you don't behave yourselves. Well, it's funny because on that set list, they had Strutter in there as part of the as part of the encore. So Strutter comes in sometimes throughout the set list in Europe. And sometimes it's the last song after rock and roll night and sometimes right. it's right before it yep exactly yep yeah and then on november 1st i found this interesting tom out of nowhere i don't see how this fucking happens they're in uh if i can pronounce this correctly offenbach frankfurt am west germany so apparently paul and gene play the main riff of almost human Let's go. Yes. Wow. Uh, How upset would you have been if all of a sudden in the middle of Kiss playing without the makeup, they play a piece of deep cut makeup songs and they don't finish it. Uh, That that would be my luck. I'd be like, (laughs) you motherfuckers, you started this and you're not going to finish it. Yeah. And then a couple uh, days later on, is this where the tradition started? November 3rd? Before Lick It yeah. Up, Vinny plays a little bit of Oh Susanna. Why? Stupid. Now we we we've seen this on some on other bootlegs and other live performances from the eighties. Just, just why? Ridiculous. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. And yeah, then October, and then and then November sixth, they're in uh, Nuremberg, Germany. They stop playing Zeppelin's Whole Lot of Love. Um, this is the era when they started to do that. They started to play some cover, like some little beats of cover songs, you know, the who Zeppelin, things like that. Mm-hmm. Again, they were trying to just be a little bit different and kind of creative with the crowd. 
You mean spontaneous? Something they'll never, ever do again? Yes. That too. I'll call them. They're real spontaneous. I'll call them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, November 20th, uh, Malmo, Sweden. They actually play Winchester Cathedral, a 1966 hit by New Vaudeville Band. And what's and, worse? What, what do they play next? And Vinnie Vincent's solo includes a short interlude from Over the Rainbow. What are we doing? What is What are we doing right now? You know, yeah, that is um, not something I would call a positive thing. And not too long afterwards, in the 25th, in Uleberg, Finland, Ulu, something like that, I don't know. They do a little bit of a medley, Tom, a polka country jam of La Bamba, Honky Tonk Woman, Dixie, Oh Susanna, Dixie, and Johnny Be Good instrumental jam. In Finland. Why? Why? You're in fucking, you're you're in Finland, not in fucking Mississippi. And why are you playing Southern type type songs? That's what I mean. What are you doing? Stop. And there's a little bit of a whole lot of love in there too. Yeah. You're not Robert Plant. So they start the U.S. tour. Remember now, they end November 25th at that last one that I mentioned. Yep. They fire Vinny and then they bring him back. Yep. And then they start in Georgia, the U.S. leg of the tour on December 26th in Atlanta. But on the 8th of January in 84, one of my favorite Kiss tracks of all time, All Hell's Breaking Loose finally gets played live. And with All Hell's Breaking Loose, I believe Firehouse comes out. And as we mentioned throughout the time in this tour, now All Hell's Breaking Loose comes back in. And Exciter and I Still Love You, they're all starting to alternate in between there. And I believe uh, Strutter is gone from the set list again, too. Strutter is gone at this time. Yep. Yep. And there's a few parts where Paul performs like Beth. uh, A little bit, a few bars of Beth. Um, but the other aspect too, I forgot to mention is while they were in Europe and they did black diamond, Paul sang all of black diamond. Yes. Which is weird because they had Eric Carr. He would sing young and wasted usually. So why not have him sing? And he was singing black diamond most of the time. Well, that too. Yeah. Right. Right. In in the whole song. So very strange. So that's January 8th. Yeah. And then the next day, January 9th, they're in Biloxi, Mississippi, and they played for a crowd of 1,500 people at a venue that had a capacity of 5,000 people. So it's the smallest that Kiss has ever played in a full size arena since they began as a headliner back in 75. Apparently, the attendance was affected by a tropical storm, but I love this. Weather records do not indicate the presence of a tropical storm. I love the fact that somebody went and researched the weather records to find out if, if a tropical storm was why nobody went to Biloxi, Mississippi. Um, 1500. Dude, that's like our spring weekend at Stonehill. Lizzie Borden could do that. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And you know, later on, there are other stuff where Gene jokingly sings a couple bars of Beth. And there's another one on the 10th, Vink, uh, in Knoxville, Tennessee. Vinny does, uh, Mary had a little lamb into his solo <laughs> because somebody asked for that, right? Oh my God. Just so ridiculous. Then I like this one on January 13th in Dallas, Texas. A week's worth of Polaroids from Gene's collection was stolen at the venue. 
<laughs> you sons of bitches. I was going to give those away at my Vegas weekend. Yeah, oh that's fucked God. up. On the yeah. 22nd in Albuquerque, New Mexico, they start doing a little bit of do you love me again? And Gene jokingly saying a couple lines of Beth. Like, yep. why is this jokingly? Uh, yeah, right. Is is it like, are they mocking? Is it like a, a, a middle finger mockery to like Peter? Or I don't know. I don't know. Then a few days later, they're in Colorado, Denver. Gene sets his hair on fire. <laughs> we talked about that a little bit, how that happened. So then we go to Sioux City in Iowa, February 8th. There was a long pause before the start of Lick It Up because Vinny accidentally ripped the crotch out of his pants. <laughs> I need to let it breathe. It needs to breathe. Uh, and according to, apparently Vixen was advertised as a second opening act, but they did not perform. Oh, Janet Gardner back then is probably Ooh, in God damn. Probably in a prime. On February 11th, 1984, in du- Dubuque, Iowa, uh, before Rock and Roll Night, Paul performed a part of down on your knees. Imagine that. What the fuck? Dude? And wow. Paul, Gene and Eric briefly attempted. I was made for loving you. Dude, the fact that all of a sudden almost human and down on your knees. It's almost like they never in a million years. They would ever think they would play. It's almost like they wanted to do that stuff, but they're like, ah, the crowd's not going to get it. We can't do that. You know what I mean? See, to me, that makes sense. Then. I agree. Like, we got to play the hits. We got to get the songs that'll get them going. Right. Rocking songs. I right. get it. Right. Um. But now, now it's just lazy. Right. You already right. have the crowd. They're there for you. Play right. something, whatever you want. So yeah, those are the ones. Uh, songs that I, if I if they ever played them now, people's head would fucking explode. Oh yeah. Um. Tom, the next one I want to kind of get to. Is right here at home, February 24th, 1984, at the Worcester Centrum. Yep. So <laughs> I know this because Kiss has always had problems with Boston. They got banned from the Garden because of the Pyros. That's right. So they would play in Worcester. So every time they would come in Worcester, well, even in the last few years, they would always mention the stories that Worcester opened up to them because Boston banned them or something. Yep. And here... They end with Lick It Up because they ran out of time to play Rock and Roll Night because they know how strict Boston was and they would probably get fined. Fuck it. I'm not going to pay an extra 50 bucks to play Rock and Roll Night. We end at Lick It Up. Which is funny because the the Centrum has a capacity of about 13,000 people and they only played to about 5,000 people that night. Poor kiss. 5,000 out of 12. Yeah, Yikes. and then if, and, yeah, and then a few days later, they're in Baltimore, Maryland. They played to about four thousand people at a venue that had a capacity of twelve thousand people. So they're playing like one third of like some of these venues. It's 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 crazy how they travel. And then if uh, about a week, a couple weeks before, they played it. Uh, records indicate they played a sold out show at Market Square in, Arena in Indianapolis at eighty four hundred. You know, then then a few weeks later, they're playing in front of four thousand people. Like that, you know, it's it's weird. It's a it's a rough tour. But you could tell there's certain towns that it, they've yeah. always done well. Uh, Kiss yeah. has done well in. Yep. And others, it's like, what do you got for us lately? Kiss has to show them something. And yeah, others, no matter what, they're always going to do well. Yep. yep. Um, March eighth, nineteen eighty four. They're playing in Poughkeepsie. Tom, was it hot? It was hot. Where did they stop on their way? 
We're going to stop at Hopewell Junction. Get some of that homemade shepherd's pie. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> How horrible is that? Ugh. March 9th, Tom. New York, New York. Radio City Music Hall. Yep. Gene's hair again on fire. The great and original Catman Peter Chris in attendance. Yeah, but what's the highlight of this show? Apparently, Paul and Vinny got into a fight. A physical confrontation that was off stage yet in view of the audience. I think you need to give up your man card if you ever get beat up by Vinny Vincent. Honestly. Well, I mean, let's be serious. Paul Stanley versus Vinny Vincent is yikes. Paul works out, though. He's about six feet tall. He works out. There's no excuse. Yeah, all right. I'll give you that. All right. All right. Yeah. On March 17th, they end the tour. Evansville, Indiana. Uh, Paul played a little bit of Rolling Stones. NJ. Why? NJ. Why? No one wanted to see that. As they say, it's Vinnie Vincent's final appearance as a member of Kiss yep. in the final live performance of Gimme More, thank God, and All Hell's Breaking Loose. No! Yeah. And those are some interesting dates for the tour. Yeah. Not, not, a, not a very successful tour, which... Too bad because everybody loves Lick It Up. I mean, we haven't, we haven't reviewed the album yet, so we're going to stay away from talking about specifics, but... Yeah, in retrospect, people love people love this era. Yeah, it's uh, you know uh, the first of the non makeup tours. It's yep. got that going for it, but you know the uh, Kiss was hungry. Kiss was playing its best musically. They could the chemistry with Vinny. Vinny was just over the top. I can only imagine how fucking miserable Paul was in the fact that he couldn't control Vinny. Imagine, I know it's ridiculous. Right? That must have fucking bugged the shit out of him. Yep. I agree. Right? Terrible. And so, Terrible. And so with that being said, I don't know where you would rank the tours. Um it's it's very interesting. It's got some interesting aspects to it. But what we usually do is we talk about the set list. Yep. Now there's 15 songs, Tom. Basically, which songs would you have? In and which songs would you have out? So the first of the the set list we we gave you fifteen songs. I think the only two you really could substitute in there would be "All Hell's Breaking Loose" and "Strutter." So you would have to take two out if you wanted to add those into the set list. So if I was going to make one change to the set list, I would permanently take out "Gimme More." Uh, again, I know we haven't reviewed "Lick It Up," but that song is not good. Uh, I would probably throw, I know it's overplayed, sorry, but I would throw in Strutter. That would probably be my only difference to that. So that would be my only change, removing Gimme More. I, I was happy with the selections from Lick It Up that they put on this set list. I thought they made the right call, Young and Wasted. I wish Exciter was in there a little bit more. I know it did make the rounds, but Gimme More is just kind of a dud for me. That would probably be the only change. But other than that, good set list. Still had some classics, Black Diamond, Rock and Roll All Night, uh, you know, Detroit Rock City, Firehouse. So uh, good set list. All right, for me, Tom, I wouldn't fucking put Strutter in. I would definitely put All Hell's Breaking Loose, and I would probably take out Colgin. Yeah, I've heard I it a million it. times. Yeah, so for true. me, Colgin would come out, 
And I want to hear Give Me More. I don't, I've never heard it. You know how we are. When you've listened to the last 12 years of the same songs, I'd rather hear shitty Give Me More than the fucking old- Say Yeah for the 100th time. Yeah, I think the only reason I would say Strutter is just because it's a different lineup. They're playing at a different tempo. It's more aggressive. It's faster. It's not the same yeah, old and I, boring. And I thought but, about I, that. I, but I know what you mean. For Cold Gym, I, 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 I want to hear all yeah. these Love Gun songs. I want to hear Fits Like a Glove. I want to hear Exciter and Give Me More done by the Vinnie band, the Lick It Up band. Right. No, I get it. That's that's fair. Okay. So those are the songs that I would have. Now, let's rank the stage, Tom. Where would you rank this? And you got to rank this compared to the other ones we've done. And yep. we've reviewed the Harder Than Hell tour. The Spirit of 76 tour, the Hot in the Shade tour, the Hottest Show on Earth tour, and Freedom to Rock tour. So stage-wise, where would you rank these? And why don't you tell us where you, how you have them ranked right now? All right. So my current stage rankings at number five, I have Hottest Show on Earth, Freedom to Rock, Hotter Than Hell, Spirit of 76. And right now, number one, I have Hot in the Shade. For this, it's got the tank. I know it's not Creatures. Uh, it's got the tank. Um, I would probably put this just because of the tank. I'd put it at number three. I'd bump everything down one hotter than hell. Freedom to rock hottest show get bumped down. I would put this at three behind hot in the shade and spirit of 76. Okay. Yep. Cause just cause uh, the tank is just badass. Yeah. For me, I have spirit of 76 tour. Number one, hot in the shade. Number two, freedom of rock three, hotter than hell Four, hottest show on earth five. As far as the stage goes. I would probably put this at number three and bump down Freedom of Rock. Okay. So we both have it at three. All right. Yeah. I like the tank. I would love to have seen it in action. Yeah. Me too. Uh, at yep. least once. So yep. I'll put that there. Let's go to, can't believe I'm going to say this, uh, costing. Yikes. Okay. So I have Hot in the Shade 5. Hottest Show on Earth 4. Freedom to Rock. Hotter Than Hell. Spirit of 76. Destroy to a number one. Uh, this has got to go last. It's just not good. It's this is going at the bottom. It's e- easy pickings for me. Just it's not good. There's really no costume. It's really a disjointed kind of glammy look that I'm just not a fan of. So this is last. Yeah, for me, Tom, I, I, I'll read mine uh, back to front. I was reading the last one top down, but number five is hot in the shade Four, freedom of rock three hottest show on earth uh, two hotter than hell. Number one was Spirit of 76 tour. Uh, Yeah, I would probably put this sixth um, as the worst outfits. I mean, it's not much worse than Hot in the Shade. I mean, not that Hot in the Shade is anything great either. But at least they look at least they look like a like a just kind of a ballsy rock band, a little bit more like like jeans and T-shirt type stuff. The the changing of the uh, glam shit started coming, stripping down by the time Hot in the Shade came in. Lick it up. It's just let's wear makeup, but not fucking kiss makeup, but poison right. makeup. Yep. You know? Agreed. So yep. let's go to the set list. If you had to pick a set list, Tom, where are you going? All right. And so rank yours. Yeah. My rank, my current rankings are uh hotter than hell tour at five freedom, freedom to rock at four hottest show on earth three spare to 76 two hot in the shade. Number one, just because of the variety. This is a good set list, but I mean, it there's nothing from rock and roll over on it. There's nothing from dress to kill on it except for rock and roll all night. Um, 
I understand they were trying to put that in the rearview mirror and focus on creatures and lick it up. Uh, obviously, there's nothing on Dynasty because those songs probably wouldn't translate. I I think I'm I'm probably gonna put this. I think I'm gonna put this at number three. Wow. Yeah. I, yeah. I just just I don't know. I love the lick it up selections here. And I think the band just sounded like ballsy. I know we're ranking strictly the set list and not like the performance of the sound, but I don't know. It, it, it's, it's, it's a unique set list. I think maybe I'm more intrigued by the uniqueness of it than anything else. So I, for that reason, I'm going to put it at three. Okay. For me, number five, I would have freedom, the rock, then hottest show on earth, then hot in the shade, then hotter than hell, then spirit of 76. Tom, I'm having it. Number three, just like you. Ah, okay. Um, I nice. like the uniqueness. Uh, again, the sad part is it's because you're catching me after 12 years of hearing the same fucking shit. So exactly. although Hot in the right. Shade, you know, they started incorporating some of the old classics again. Yep. But they weren't really playing a lot of stuff off of Hot in the Shade. Right. They were playing right. a lot of the same stuff they've been playing over the last few years. You know, the same couple songs from Lick It Up, the same couple songs from Animalize, the same couple songs from Creatures. So Hot in the Shade didn't have like a fucking like five songs like Lick It Up has. Right. Therefore, right. I would put Lick It Up because I don't get to hear those songs. Yeah. I'd love to hear that set list. Yeah. I no, put I this gotcha. at number three for that reason. Okay. Tom, here comes the fun part, and that is rank this fucking tour. All right. So overall tour, number five, I have Hottest Show on Earth. Number four is Freedom to Rock. Number three is Hotter Than Hell. Number two is Hot in the Shade. And number one is Spirit of 76, the Destroyer Tour. This loses, because we're doing everything all-encompassing, this loses points for me with just the outfits and just kind of the look. Um, but it is unique. The set list is unique. The tank, etc. Uh, so I'm going to put it at number four. I'm going to put it behind Harder Than Hell. I have Spirit of 76, number one, Hot in the Shade, Harder Than Hell, and then Lick It Up at four. Yeah, because after 2012, it was all the same. It was all the same. So they're always going to be like pushed down. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Anything that's yep. different is going to go ahead of those. Even though, that's right. you know, if I saw that tour at, in 2012, I would have said, oh, yeah, that tour, way more. Right. But now, 2023, I've heard it. So for right. me, I have five, Freedom to Rock, Hottest Show on Earth is four, three, Hot in the Shade, two, Hotter Than Hell, Spirit is 76, number one. Lick It Up is going at number three. I'm bumping Hot in the Shade down. Okay. And the reason I'm doing that is because Hot in the Shade has that asylum kind of uh, lineup, which has been there for a few albums now. Animalize, Asylum, Crazy Nights, Hot in the Shade. Yep. Lick it up is lick it up. Really. That's it. That's because it. you, you, I mean, you could say Creatures of the Night, but Creatures was Makeup Kiss. This yep. is non-Makeup Kiss. A lot of unique things from this tour. I mean, I like the tank. I love that we have a Vinny tour. So that in and of itself, I know there was some tension there and everything else, but they fucking did what most bands do when they release an album. They played a lot of cuts off that album and their was, last album uh, before that. I, I was just going to say, I was just going to say, you took the words right out of my mouth. This is old school album touring. We got a new album. Yes. We're going to play, we're going to play four, five, six songs from it. 
And that's what we're going to do. Yes, I agree. I, I yep. love that. I yep, love me that. too. Yep. So, me too. Um, that's it for the lick it up tour. We'll get another one again soon enough. So I love doing these tours, Tom, for me. I mean, you, you go back and you look at stuff that you make. Remember when kiss used to do this? Yeah, I agree. What I really, what I'm interested in, and I know there's listeners out there, please, if you guys were at this lick it up tour, tell us, tell us, is it, was it as cool as we're imagining in our head? What, what, what do they sound like? What do they look like? You know, tell us, cause I know that there's people out there who are at this tour. So we're interested in hearing your feedback from being an actual person who went to a lick it up tour show. So definitely agree. Yeah. So guys, thank you for that. And Tom, what we do next is we go to question of the week. Yeah, this comes from a Facebook DM, and this is from Ann Bean, and she is kind of new to uh, Loudcasters. She's been a diehard here. She's getting really into it. She says, I'm late to the game, but I have fallen hook, line, and sinker for KISS in the last four months. As a new member of the KISS Army, what one thing in the KISS Army library, album, single, video, documentary, do you recommend I not miss? So we got a new Kiss fan. What should she not miss right now? You want to see Kiss ahead of its time and Kiss the badassness of it? Go watch Winterland. Yeah. Okay. You you said Winterland, so I won't say that. What I would okay. say, what I would say besides Winterland is I would say Extreme Close Up, which includes clips of Winterland. I would say Extreme Close Up mm-hmm. just because I can't wait until we get to that episode and review that video. But that right there is such an incredible peek behind the curtain of the history of the band, the making of the band, incredible footage, interviews, concert footage, videos, discussions, interviews. You have to see it. Um, It's available. I think still, you know, you can buy the DVD or whatever. It might be on YouTube. I'm not sure, but kiss extreme close up for a, a new fan. I would jump right into that. end. yeah, you can't go wrong with you. And when I say winterland, it's the Winterland Constant in San Francisco, 1975. It's in black and white. You can find it on YouTube, or I think yep. it's on Kissology 1 or 2. I'm not sure. It's on one of them. Yeah, it's on Kissology 1. You can watch it there as well. Yep. Awesome. And thank you so much. Welcome to the Kiss Army. Welcome to the party. It's awesome. Thank you. Great question. Tom, where can people find us? We always tell you, start with our website, shout it out loudcast.com. That's where you can find everything, all of our episodes, all of our rankings. You can message us directly from the website, and we get those messages in the form of an email. There's links to Patreon, links to our social media, links to our merch. Everything is right there. It's that headquarters for shout it out loudcast. Uh, and speaking of email, you can always use our email, shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. And if you want your question of the week, please send us an email. Send us a, a Facebook DM, Twitter DM, anything like that. Uh, we read a question every week. So please, we have a pile of them here. We always try to pick a good one. Uh, we always try to go to somebody new. Anne is new, so we went to her this week. Uh, so you can email us that, shoutoutloudcast at gmail.com. And our social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all that good stuff, we're there. Uh, and, of course, we want to thank our patrons and especially our two New guys this week, Thomas and Kendall, we thank you so much for joining the party and being spacemen. Uh, And to anybody else interested in Patreon, check us out at patreon.com or the link on our website. You can do that or download the app. And we always like to say that we're proud members of the Pantheon Podcast Network of Shows. 
Uh, and again, we were recently ranked the number one most listened show on Pantheon. So we're uh, we're pretty proud of that, patting ourselves on the back. So yes, we do that every once in a while. Yeah, I always tell people they can DM us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. YouTube, just go look for Shout Out Loudcast. We always put our episodes up there. And give us one of those five-star child reviews on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Podchaser, Facebook, wherever you can. Those help us a lot. And we want to make, I want to make a point. Somebody gave us a review. Hey, Chief, on Apple Podcasts, Tom and Zeus have the best music podcasts. Funny, informative, and keep my mind occupied. Thank you, guys. And then he fucked up by giving us one star. (laughs) Please, whoever that is, thank you for the kind words, but try to go back and change that because that affects all the rankings now with a one star. Yeah, a few people have told us in the past they've done that. They're like, yeah, that was me to give you a review. I'm like, yeah, did you realize you only clicked one star? They're like, oh, shit. And they didn't realize it. It's kind of, you know, difficult sometimes Like you don't notice it because you, you're like, oh, stars and you press it, but you only press it for one. You got to click all five. So whoever that is under DGHV Druge, I don't know who you are, but thank you for that. But if you could revise that, that'd be even better. And make sure you always tell us who you are so we can thank you. Um, Tom, what we like to do is end on famous last words. Do you have any? I do. You're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. You laugh in the face of the fates. Fallen angels spread their wings. So you cross the gates of hate. Touch my body. Take it slow. Come on. Make my juices flow. Oh, God. What what are we doing? (laughs) Tom, Loudcasters, Kiss Army, new Patreons, everybody out there. Thank you. Guys, you're the best. Thank you so much. We say this every week. You guys rock. We love you. Thank you so much. Zeus, as always, my friend. Thank you. Peace out, Girl Scout. He's always pulling at his pants and shit. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points.
FantasyPoints.com. Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 